these are. <laughs> no fear. No political correctness. No wokeism. You're listening to Underground USA. Thanks for downloading and listening. My name is Frank Salvato. Please remember to go over to undergroundusa.com and sign up for our Substack. It comes straight to you, circumventing the censors. Before we get into this morning's episode of Talk Back with Chuck Wilder, I wanted to expound a little bit on what we talked about in the first two segments, which is an incredible article by Dr. Robert Malone titled Rapid Onset Gender Dysphoria, which goes into the transgender craze and breaks down the numbers, specifically numbers to people with actual gender dysphoria and the larger amount of people who are just coattailing on a fad. Who's pushing that fad and how it's damaging to the entire world especially the entire free world. It's an important read. We talk about it uh, in depth. Worth the listen, worth the read. So listen to the episode, and then uh, head on over to Dr. Robert Malone's page and click on Rapid Onset Gender Dysphoria. Uh, It's an honest conversation about what's being jammed down our throats by companies like Anheuser-Busch. Right now, this morning's episode of Talk Back with Chuck Wilder. Hey there, Frank. How you doing? Mr. Wilder. Yeah, that uh, I was going to say Mr. Savato, but uh, I was going to be real clever and say uh, Francis Savato here on the Charlene Wilder show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we, we, we do get to identify the way we want to today, don't we? That is, but... Why can't, Why isn't it that we can't just say, I identify as a millionaire? Well, it's, we could try it. I, I'm sure they would, I'm sure they'd end up laughing at us, but that's well, the way it, we should be laughing at someone who identifies as a doorknob, too. Well, they get away with it. Why can't we walk into a bank and say, I identify as a millionaire? And uh, I dare you, I, you know, we'll have the Biden uh, mod squad come down and get you if you don't uh, cash my check. <laughs> it, it, it's a it's a good question. I mean, if we can if we can live in the land of of non reality and demand that people recognize men as women, um, there's even a and I, I I just shook my head when I thought there's if or furries. I guess there's people who identify as furry animals now and they uh-huh. they want to be taken seriously. You know, if they demand that we take them seriously, then why why can't I? I identify as a man. I, uh, I told you I'm quite sure because I was I was so proud I'd come up with it. You know, I was telling everybody about you know a kid in school identifying as as a cow, C O W, and then you know the next day they bring hay into the you know during lunch period and see how much uh, you know the teachers would complain. Wouldn't that well, be interesting? Be- though, you know. You would have to make accommodations if they were going to accept uh-huh. the fact that somebody identified as a cow. Then they would have to make accommodations. Yeah. Otherwise, you'd be discriminating. That's how that's how bizarre and out of control this reality has become. I'm going to ask you, and I'm going to skip down to probably paragraph three in this excellent report that we that we've got here in front of us. But uh, uh, 
Why is transgender identity on the rise among teens? And question mark. And first thing is because, you know, they always want to go with whatever, you know, whatever the, the big popular thing is, you know. I think that's why the uh, certain websites, you know, get so many so many hits because you'll find out, oh, all the cool kids are on that website or, they're, they're li- or they love that song or that artist. Uh, is it like, uh, you know, all of a sudden you're, everybody's got mohawk haircuts like they did in the 50s? The I, or- <laughs> if we're going to be honest, and we're talking right now about a, uh, a Substack article by <clears throat> someone that I consider oh, an yeah. authority on a lot of things, Robert Malone, uh-huh. um, the title of the, of the, uh, the piece is Rapid Onset Gender Dysphoria, and he gets, he gets a little medical in this, but it's, it's a great read. Um, you know, there is a, a faction of people, it's less than 1%, around the world that are truly affected by the the psychological disorder called gender dysphoria which which means they truly believe that they are they are trapped in the wrong body they believe that they are the other sex and that is something that's in the american psychiatric books as a diagnosis that's that's straight ahead the five percent that culminates the six percent that identify as trans, they've been I won't say coerced, but they've been manipulated into yeah. embracing something that's pretty much a fad. But they're doing so with with really dire consequences for the rest of their lives. Because it's uh, not like we, uh, they drank something that was in the water, you know what I mean, and all of a sudden because if that was the case, you know, it would affect everybody. Well, it's a, in fact that they drank the Kool Aid is, is pretty much more more the correct thing. Um, as Malone points out, um, the people who are pushing this, um, who are who are seeding this, <clears throat> and want to see the education system continue to push this, are greed merchants. They're people who are making money off of this. The insurance companies, the hospital. Uh, the yeah. the gender oriented uh, medical community, which in my in my opinion, and I spent twenty years as a paramedic, so I wasn't at the doctor level, but I certainly was part of the medical community. It was a, a absolute violation of the Hippocratic Oath to do no harm. Mm-hmm. You know, they make hundreds of thousands of dollars off each operation to transition a boy to a girl or a girl to a boy. And and this is this is where the rubber hits the road. This community is the one that should be coming out saying, you know what? You don't have gender dysphoria, little Johnny. Mm-hmm. You really don't. You're you're falling to the pressure of of the people that you hang with and you wanna be cool because you wanna be a victim because our society pushes victimhood today and, and you wanna be special and different. And, and you're looking yeah. for your 15 minutes of fame, yeah. and you want to scar yourself and mutilate your body, which is going to last the rest of your life. Didn't the doctors used to have this uh, ethical oath that they took? Uh, yeah, the, from... Hippo, the, Hippo, the, the Hippocratic Oath. It's, the Hippocratic, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a lot longer than this, but the, mm-hmm. the ultimate gist of it is do no harm. Yeah, and, but, you and know, the you, bottom line is I get to keep my job. I got to go well, along with this stupidity, you know. It, it's about money. 
yeah. It's about money. The hospitals want money. Um, the insurance companies want money. Uh, and the doctors have to go along with what the medical community is, is believing at the moment because otherwise their licenses get challenged. The AMA is completely woke. Let me, They've uh, decided yeah. they, came, they came out with, with declarations during COVID that were absolutely race-based for no reason whatsoever and said that you have to start including race in, in prioritizing how you treat people. That's ridiculous. And, and the AMA, you know, I, I don't know how much credibility they have anymore as an organization to represent the whole of doctors. Uh, the, the medical people that I talked to today who, who are in the medical community and who used to be in the medical community are disgusted with where the medical practice has gone today, especially at the hospitals. Yeah, and you know another thing that uh, kind of fits in, people are are hearing, I guess it was uh, last week or the week before, for example, uh, where they had FBI agents planted in uh, Catholic uh, mm-hmm. church, church communities. Uh, and and you say, you know, the rosary, you know, they're worried about the rosary and all this stuff, and you say, why is this? Well, you know, I think that a lot of this has to do with uh, what you and I are talking about right now, believe it or not. The reason they don't like the churches is because the churches really believe that God doesn't make mistakes. All right? Yeah, ma- so, imagine, imagine that. Yeah. You know, if, if you're going to be a boy or a girl, hey, God just doesn't make mistakes, all right? So you've got to knock this religion off, man. It's going to be a lot easier if you just totally get rid of religion and any mention of God or believing in God and then trans Man, it's really going to go. And these doctors, they, you know, they won't even need a, a Tesla. You know, they'll be able to fly around probably. They got so much money. You know, wings, special wings or something. Yeah. We can, we can take that a step farther and, okay. and roll in the federal government into this as well. They don't, they don't care for the churches. They don't care for the synagogues. They don't care for the mosques. They don't care for houses of worship because it reminds people that there is a higher power than government. They, the 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 addicted the power addicted power junkie politicians who have been in Washington for thirty fifty years, they believe in their heart of hearts and they want to be true in their heart of hearts that government is the alpha omega. They decide what rights are. What you you have the right to health care. You have the right to a job. You have a right to this. But that's not how our country was set up. Our framers understood that our rights are inalienable because they come from a higher power. Their natural law rights, the right to free speech, the right to protect yourself, the right to worship the way you want, the right to be, to, to be not oppressed, to be free. These are all things that, that are not contingent on someone else. But the government today, they want to be able to define what your rights are and what your rights aren't, and that means getting rid of religion, marginalizing it, smearing it. And that's why you're seeing them going after the Catholic Church, because the Catholic Church and the synagogues and the mosques, they are all, they're houses where people talk about morality and ethics Mm -hmm. and limitations. Government doesn't like that. Yeah. 
And they don't like it, too, I guess, because, you know, it's like if you look at how many laws the government makes, right? I, I read this a long time ago. Boy, I don't even think I was in radio when I first saw it, like it was in Reader's Digest or something, you know, a long time ago. And they were talking about how they now have, uh, uh, I'll just make this up, 2,685 laws that govern the Ten Commandments. You know, originally you had the Ten Commandments, and it was working perfectly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. and you look at all the communist countries and and their beliefs, and we're getting closer and closer and closer to that. And I I couldn't I couldn't agree more. Um, you know, when we when the framers created the cool set of rules that are the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. Yeah. Based on on the meaning of the Declaration of Independence, it was we were founded on Judeo-Christian values, which means we were founded on the Ten Commandments. Those those commandments are are in our governing halls. They're they're on the walls of the Supreme Court and in the Congress. So there should be no laws governing the Ten Commandments. There, that's that is an overreach of government into the very foundation of what our country was built on. If anything, the laws should be supporting the Ten Commandments because those are Judeo-Christian values. Don't murder. What's wrong with that? What's Frank, wrong I'm with sitting, that? I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, you know, the people that that want to uh, ban this program or ban you or whatever, you know, and what we're talking about, and they would come back and say. Listen, you know, didn't Jesus turn the water into wine or the wine into water? You know, what are you talking about? You can't change things. That would be their, uh, <laughs> that's, okay, you rest your case? Yes. Oh, boy. Sure. You know, Jesus Jesus also said, render unto Caesar. So which one are you going for? You know, I mean, un- unless you're a student of religion and ethics, and and you take into account that the teachings in all of the holy scriptures, and except for the latter part of the Quran, which which preaches violence against others, um, it's all about individualism and an individual relationship with God, not a relationship with God with government in the middle. Well, let me tell you something. Here we have a close relationship with commercials. Now we're going to do that in just a moment. We'll be back with uh, Frank Savato. All right undergroundusa.com Frank Savato S-A-L-V-A-T-O Be right back Handcrafted exotic blend teas at the lowest shipping cost anywhere Hi, I'm CJ owner of the Emerald Coast Tea Company We ship our premium gourmet blends with Sindel offering you the lowest shipping prices anywhere while also being carbon neutral Excellent tea at the right price. Check us out at www.emeraldcoastteacompany.com. Honey, this ain't your mom's tea. Talking about, uh, well, a lot of stuff that uh, Frank and I talk about, and we also are mentioning uh, the excellent uh, Dr. Robert W. Malone. and uh, it's uh, in part of this, we bring up, uh, he brings up the fact about, about what is it, 5% of young adults in the U.S. say their gender is different from their sex assignment at birth. But you know, when you hear 5%, uh, 
that's like, well, that's not too bad. <laughs> but the report says in 2021, there are a total of 64.53 million adolescents and young adults. 4% of that number would be 2.58 plus million people who have now changed their sexual identity. Wow. Yeah, and in, in a country of, of 330 million plus people, it's, um, you know, that is, that is a, a, a very small number comparatively, but when you look at the number in total being over 2 million people, you know, marching towards 3 million people, that's a significant number. Does it warrant the headlines that it's getting? Does it warrant the attention that it's getting. No, it does not. It is it is a story about a very small percentage of people in the population, but it, it follows that if it bleeds, it leads type of mentality that yeah, the media yeah. has. It's controversial. It's it's about sex. It's about kids. So it gets a huge reaction, whether you're pro or con, and. Uh, Quite honestly, it's an incredibly divisive issue when you present it as something that needs to be addressed by everybody in the community. It, it doesn't. And then that's, that's when the science that he points out in this article needs to be understood. Gender dysphoria is something, but it, all, it affects less than 1% of the population around the world. So, yeah. so this this idea that we have five percent identifying as as a sex other than what they were at birth is a it's a it's a manufactured event that happens to be the cause du jour, mm -hmm. and it's something that really bad people are making money off of. Let me ask you real quick because see, I I kept quoting six percent because I thought somebody had told me that you know it was only six percent of the entire population in the United States, you know, that uh, that were turning, you know, different sexes than what they really were. Uh, but you're saying it's only like 1%? True gender, true gender dysphoria, which is recognized by the American Psychiatric Association, uh -huh. um, by all of their reports and studies, say that it comes in at one, less than 1%. I believe it's like like 06 yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's far from 1%. But the people identifying that are, that are taking advantage of the media frenzy around this subject, the people, the kids who find it cool or have been otherwise invited into believing other than, than what is, that's up to 5%. Marching towards 6 but to be solid, you have to yeah. say 5%. So the 4%, the 4.5% that makes up the rest of that 5%, those are not truly diagnosed, recognized by the American Psychiatric Association cases of gender dysphoria. This is somebody saying, well, you know, it's, uh, it seems to be the cool thing to do today, so I'm going to identify as a rabbit. Yeah. And you know what? And i got to tell you when, you, when you talk about percent, right, 6%, uh, the surgery, you know, Frank touched on it, and I think when you when you look at the numbers 
of dollar bills that are flowing around whenever for this surgery. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the entire sexual reassignment to male to female, uh, somewhere between, let's see, 20000 to 50000 or even higher, from female to male, that's 25000 to $35,000. That's the and average that, and cost. The, and yeah. that's just for the surgery. The entire process gets into between $130,000 and $160,000 for each individual. Wow. Well, we'll get into who pays and, uh, and other things, and also the military gets involved in this, too. And guess who gets to pay for that? They go into, you know, I'm going to serve for the U.S. Army. Oh, but I'm not really a man. I'm a woman. And you give me the surgery, and then I'll decide I don't like this uh, outfit I'm in, and I'm going to become a civilian again. So you, you, the sucker, gets to pay. We'll be right back. American Airlines rated the worst, losing the most bags, shrinking legroom during COVID. American requires passengers to show ID to fly, but attacks Texas's popular voter ID law. Why is CEO Doug Parker trying to appease the radical left to distract from billions in taxpayer bailouts, from his $10 million payday, from Americans' record layoffs? Doug Parker, American Airlines, serve your customers, not woke politicians. Boy, you know, money, money, money. Money really talks, you know, and uh, a lot of people making a lot of money off of uh, convincing somebody that, you know, don't you don't you have that feeling that maybe you're not a boy or you're not a girl and haven't you, uh, you know, I wonder how much uh, uh, indoctrination goes into this, Frank. Well, you know, when you look at the, at the way teachers and counselors and school administrators talk in the schools, and I'm not saying all of them. Uh, I want to be very clear about that. There are some great educators out there who give their entire life to that endeavor and do a very good job. But the ones that have the loudest voices today are the more radical people. And when you've got teachers looking at their students in a classroom, especially the younger grades, the the earlier grades, putting these seeds into their head under the guise of you should be free to choose what you want to choose, that's that's coercive. That's coercive. When When you look at somebody who is who walks into your classroom at the beginning of the year and shows no sign of any kind of psychological issue, just a happy kid, maybe having a little trouble with math, you know, like, like, like a lot of kids do, or not being able to diagram English sentences because it's a, it's a little bizarre if you're not into that. You know, uh, when, you're, when you see a kid who's not withdrawn, who, who's, who's not failing to interact with other children, who's, who is a, a wallflower or is always very dark in what they write and what they color and, and, and the things that they produce, when you start introducing ideological concepts like, well, maybe you're not a little boy or maybe you're not a little girl, what was the catalyst for that? Because you wanted to bring it up? Because your curriculum director is woke and has decided that this is something that we're going to put out there, even though there are no signs that a counselor should be involved? 
true yeah. psychiatric professionals need to be presented with a sign first before they decide to diagnose someone or invite them to identify as something being wrong. They don't just walk up to the stranger on the street and say, you know what, maybe you want to be a, you're a guy, but yeah. maybe you're a girl. I think uh, the thing is mainly a trend, you know, and, and they get into that. Now, when I was in uh, junior high, I think it was, you know, all of a sudden the, the mohawk became real popular. And, you know, and I was, uh, you know, in, the, in southeastern New Mexico in the West Texas area, and uh, the teachers didn't want you to cut your hair like that. You know, and you get in trouble if you did it. But then there was some musician, I can't remember who it was, probably Pat Boone, <laughs> who wore white shoes. And all of a sudden that was a big deal, you know. And now they've, uh, you know, really advanced it. Like, well, now it's uh, I'm not a girl or I'm not a boy. I wish well, somebody would, you know, in, in junior high, I wish somebody would say, I identify as an alcoholic. And I can come to school halfway drunk every day. What would happen? Well, yeah, you, you would get you would get teachers saying you can't do that, and we've got to get you help. But that's because something would be presenting as a as a true issue. Yeah. <laughs> the the idea the idea that they're they're seeding the idea that you might not be the gender that you are is something that is an aggressive thing to do. It's not responsive. You know, teachers, uh, the school system in the United States is supposed to be, supposed to be, classically and traditionally, supposed to be about creating critical thinking skills in children Mm -hmm. so that they can start to figure things out for themselves to become lifelong learners. So that when they're faced with something new in society, when they're in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and so on, they have the ability and the tools to process it to make educated and informed types of decisions about how they feel about things. We've moved incredibly far away from that. Not only are we teaching kids what to think, this is right, this is wrong. If you think this way, then you're a bad person. Yeah, you know, when you, when, you, when you look at the CRT that was being put into the classrooms, if you were a white child, you needed to have white guilt right out of the bat, yep. and don't tell me you can't have it. And by the way, you, you're intrinsically racist because you were born white, but minority children can't be racist because we've decided that. That's not teaching critical thinking skills. That's indoctrinating into a radical culture. Now you add into this, you know, maybe you're not, uh, maybe you're not a boy. Yeah. And, you know, as Dr. Robert Malone says in his article that they also use it like, hey, this is the next step to adulthood. Wow. Mm-hmm. You're, and you're going to not only be adulthood, but you'll be a cool adult. Oh, boy. Well, this is, this is what they've taken the idea of enlightenment. You know, when we talk about the age of enlightenment, it was, it was supposed to be about being, being the critical thinker that the schools are supposed to produce. But this new neo-enlightenment that the radical left is foisting upon society is there's nothing enlightened about it. They're creating a, 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 a marching army of bots that are all gray, 
that fit in as cogs in the machine. And if you don't follow the path, then you are singled out, pushed to the side, and ostracized. That's not individualism. It's absolutely not tolerance, which is for how, how many decades did we hear the left screaming about tolerance and, and, and allowing people to be who they are? 30? But you now, know, 30 years? Yeah. That's what I grew up with. The left saying, hey, you've got you've to accept me for what I am and tolerate me. Okay, well, I'm a white male Catholic. Are you still tolerating me? And, you know, I'm going to tell you something, listener. If, if you're thinking like you guys are totally all off on this, all right, if this is all on the up and up, why is it that it is such a, a top priority to keep this a secret from the parents, not to let them mm-hmm. know that you're going to, you know, butcher the child or cut their whatever, add this or take this off or whatever, or put them on new medication why is it such a secret why isn't that the people who actually brought this human being into the world is being eliminated from what is happening to them now big secret why why is that 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 is a continuation of the of the state getting in between the child and the parent you know, they've, they've done it before with, with the curriculum they want to teach in the classrooms. And again, I go back to um, diversity, equity, and inclusion and CRT in the contemporary. They, you know, teachers in Loudoun County or parents in Loudoun yeah. County, Virginia, stood up and finally said, hey, whoa, what are you teaching my kid? Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, you don't, you don't get to say what we teach you, what we teach to your kid. You're not, you're, you don't have a place here. As a matter of fact, the Department of Justice, when you, when you decide to protest at school board meetings, they're, they're, we're calling you domestic terrorists. That's, that's another attempt at getting the state between the parent and the child. Remember what Hillary Clinton said. It takes a village to raise a child. That yeah. statement is important to understand. It wasn't about, hey, we all need to help our children grow and prosper and nurture them. It wasn't like a kibbutz. It it wasn't like anything like that. It was about, it takes a village. It takes the village government. It takes the state to raise your child so they think correctly. So they think the way the state wants them to think. Have you heard anything more totalitarian or communist ever? That's Mao's little red book. You know, there's a, there's another thing, too, whenever you talk about, you know, the parents uh, being harassed for, uh, you know, not going for this stupid idea. And when the attorney general, you know, came down on them really, really heavy, it is amazing that unless you were listening to programs like this or, or the Underground USA, uh You didn't find out, you know, that the attorney general's daughter was married to the guy who had the big selling contract for the, what is it called, the uh, uh, RT something? uh, He he had the the major text that was explaining and promoting and quote-unquote educating on CRT. CRT, yeah, I left out the yeah, C. Criti- right. Critical race, critical race theory. Isn't that a isn't that a conflict of interest? You know, when absolutely. To, yeah, but see, you're not going to hear that. You know, you may hear it on Fox, or you may hear it on this program, or you may hear it with, from Frank Zavato. 
But they love to to keep facts from you because facts are getting in the way. I'm not going to say that his that his daughter's husband doesn't have the right to produce that literature and try to sell it, but he sure shouldn't have a government contract for it. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. You know. You know. And and you never catch uh, Nancy Pelosi telling her husband any secrets like that. No, never, never. She she wouldn't bring her son to Taiwan to actually talk uh, talk about chips either. And let me be even handed either. You wouldn't hear, you know, uh, uh, the speaker there with uh, with the uh, Republicans. What uh, what was it? Feinstein. Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy. No, it wasn't him either. It was somebody else. That uh, his wife has the. Chinese thing over there with all oh, that's the that's Mitch McConnell. Thank you, Mitch McConnell. Okay. Boy, yeah, that's and he's a Republican. So the, the, yeah. when you talk about the swamp, understand they come from both sides of the aisle. Um, you know, g- going further down the path about the division, division, the state trying to divide the parent and the child. Mm-hmm. You're seeing laws being crafted in states like California and New York. And I believe there's something in the mix in Illinois. I'm, I believe there's also something in the mix in Oregon and Washington where kids as young as 12 are, are, are it's being legalized that kids as young as 12 can make up their own mind about gender reassignment surgery and the parents do not have to be informed. Hmm. Now, I don't know too many 12 year olds who can pull out $160,000 and pay for the, uh, the gender reassignment surgery. It's obviously coming from their parents' insurance. <laughs> but then I wonder if these, uh, I wonder if these people that are pushing these children, if they check the bank accounts first before they really pick this one or this one or that one, you know, if they you, have, you have to be absolutely convinced beyond any shadow of the doubt that if a child who was 12 came up, the first thing they checked was if their parents had insurance. Mm-hmm. This is, this, this is a larger issue with, with a lot of different things beyond, beyond medical, beyond uh, gender reassignment. The whole way that our country is absolutely enslaved by insurance is, it should be alarming. And 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 coattailing on that is this this credit score garbage that they keep expanding. Companies that have absolutely you, there's no power for you to have an appeal. This is your score. Well, we we saw the evolution of that in communist China, from from credit score from 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 finance to social scores. Now, if you're not thinking correctly or talking correctly or attending the right meeting, your social score goes down and you can't get jobs. And that's what they're trying to do here with ESG. Now, coming back to the insurance, you know, you think about this. Back in the 60s, if you went to a doctor's appointment, you had your doctor's appointment, you paid with the check. You had something called hospitalization which was insurance, so if you went into the hospital, you had help paying your hospital bill. Today they call that catastrophic, but you need all this other stuff, otherwise you're not insured. And the Obama administration tried to mandate that you've got to pay companies in order to insure you. Why isn't that a choice? That's your uh, CET that is mentioned in this article? Corporate Uh, Equality Index? The the CEI gets back to CEI, the, sorry, the, yes. the the LGBT L, LGBT movement. Mm-hmm. 
or Q, whatever, LMNOP. Um, this is a group, a, non, a nonprofit group that hands out scorecards to major corporations to see how tolerant of the most extreme sexual dysphoria you could possibly be. Oh, you get an A because you, you, for for the transgender community because you 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 make sure that's something that is that is included into your hiring process. Oh, you don't hire transgender people. You don't give transgender training. You have a very low score. So the LGBTQ community shouldn't actually go to your store. They shouldn't buy your products, and they shouldn't try to work there. That's, so it's you the... know. It's the CEI rating system. Is that what you got yeah. to look for? Yeah, and that's by that's by, I believe that's by the uh, the Human Rights Commission, which is a George Soros funded NGO. Oh, Gosh, boy, this guy is everywhere, isn't he? Well, he's a, he's an evil Bond villain. You know, we 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 used to say that and giggle about it maybe ten years back when we talked about him, but the fact is, he is. He is. He's an evil SOB, Chuck. Yeah. He's trying to manipulate us at every turn. If it isn't getting district attorneys elected who don't prosecute violent crimes so that you see what we saw in Chicago last weekend, <laughs> hundreds of teenagers taking over downtown, shootings in the streets, damaging property, attacking people, and no one will be put to jail for that. As a matter of fact, the progressive mayor, the new mayor, Brandon Johnson of Chicago, came out and said, don't judge the kids too harshly. Yeah, worse than the one they had. I'll tell you. It's getting worser and worser. See, I get to say that word again. Frank Savato, undergroundusa.com. And by the way, there is another George Soros, you know, that billionaire Hans-Jorg Wiesch, Swiss National. He's uh, living in Wyoming, so they ain't going to go away. We'll be right back. Ticketmaster's parent company is going woke. They want you to forget about the ridiculous service and convenience fees they charge that nearly double ticket prices. Ticketmaster got caught hacking their competitor to keep customers from getting lower prices. And parent company CEO Michael Rapino laid off workers in droves while raking in millions. It's why Ticketmaster is one of the most hated companies in America. Michael Rapino, Ticketmaster. Serve your customers, not woke politicians. Uh, I mentioned this new guy, billionaire Hans-Jörg Schoich, Swiss national, lives in Wyoming. Uh, and then, lo and behold, during the break there, Frank, I see this bulletin. Microsoft co-founder Bill Gates has invested tens of millions of dollars into a radical non-governmental organization, NGO, that is pushing for young children to be considered sexual beings. And, uh, oh, man, when you got the money. I was going to see down here on the bottom. Uh, yeah, the toolkit said that children under 10 should also be told, as you grow up, you might start to be interested in people with diverse gender identities, 10-year-olds. Wow. Take away the tinker toys, right? Bill Gates is, some, Bill Gates is someone who's, who pilfered an idea from somebody else to create the computer system and, and the Microsoft Corporation. He's not this brainchild who is just sitting in a, in a garage and figured it out himself. Yeah. He was born with a platinum spoon in his butt, and he stole the idea. The fact that this cretin is is moving is throwing money at this movement that's based in pedophilia 
we need to see Epstein's list. Mm-hmm. We Absolutely. need to see Jeffrey Epstein's list of the people who frequented that island. I don't care who you are. There's a reason Melinda Gates kicked this guy to the curb. And and the more he shoots his mouth off about children, and the more he shoots his mouth off about it being okay and that children are, are sexual beings and this, that, and the other, the more it points to, I want to see the flight records to that island. Because I think this guy's a sick SOB. And and when you when you start adding in the fact that he's he's pushing vaccines around the world, and when you look at some of the places that he's pushed these things, death has ensued in large numbers. And he's all said, everybody, you should know that you've got to let the WHO now rule everything we do when it comes to medicine and things in the air and and drugs. And the WHO knows, yeah. And what's the name we, of that guy, Pedros? We, that, uh, we, we have to start understanding that if you hear the letters WEF, or World Economic Forum, or WHO, and the World Health Organization, that anything they touch is evil. Is evil. It's not just corrupt because they, they want to be a world government. They're pushing evil things, in, including agendas about eugenics. Back in the 1940s, we were all appalled by the eugenics that Adolf Hitler was executing against the gypsies, the Jews, the Catholics, the homosexuals, etc., etc. Today, we're celebrating these cretins at the World Economic Forum, led by Klaus Schwab and and George Soros, two people who actually have links back to to, to the Nazi regime. Yeah. What are we doing? You know, and, and people will not believe you about George Soros and the Nazi regime. He used to go around with his father. Yeah. You know, check well, it out. <laughs> the, the country of Hungary is now investigating him for, for human rights atrocities committed during the Nazi era. So is Hungary nuts? Is the entire country of Hungary crazy? Or are they calling him on the carpet for what he did? Well, I'm sure glad you didn't say it like it is today, Frank. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, I, I like to be subtle, Chuck. Yeah, all right. Hey, talk to you next week, sir. Thank you very much. Frank Sabato. Thank you, and it's uh, undergroundusa.com. Thank you, Swade. Thank you for listening. And God bless the United States of America. If you like the podcast, please subscribe, leave a comment and a rating if your platform lets you. And be sure to head on over to undergroundusa.com, sign up for the Substack, or independent journalism. And that's where fact-based truth lives today. It doesn't live on the corporate media news sites. It's all agendized. Independent media is where you're going to get solid, truthful, fact-based information. You're listening to Underground USA. My name is Frank Salvato. We'll be right back after this. This podcast is a production of the Compass Point Group.